whenever you're preparing a vegetable and you've got the stuff you want for your, your meal, always look at what you've got left and say, how can I use it? Welcome to the Good You Can Do podcast, where we share tips and strategies to help you reduce waste, live a healthier life, and protect the planet for future generations. My name is Andrew Duncan, and you can find out more about this project at our website, goodyoucando.com. I'm pumped today. I've got uh, my man, Mikey Kennedy, joining me on the podcast. Uh, Mikey has taught me so much about cooking. Mikey is, can I say a a Michelin star trained chef. Trained, yeah. <laughs> trained. Never never held, but trained. <laughs> Worked in some of the best restaurants in London when you used to live in the UK yeah, and in Bristol as well. Had a very long, successful career as a as a sought after chef. Uh, and so one of the things you've taught me uh, is creative ways to use vegetables in particular and to save them when they're starting to go off. And and I think, you know, I guess that's something that you learn as a chef and in a restaurant is like you need to be able to make if, you've, if the restaurant's paid for all this projects, you need mm. to make the most of it. You need to try and use as much of that uh, as you can. Yeah. And when you're you know, cooking kind of, I guess, like fine dining food, you, you want to be really creative in how you do that. So you've had yeah. a lot of lot of time and practice. That's um, right, yeah. Coming up with cool ways to use. Like everything, really. Yeah. And I think that's um, hitting the nail on the head, really, is you've paid for it, so let's let's get the most out of it because anything that goes in the bin is then that's dead money. And in a business sense, you know, we all know that that's, that's not the way forward. But I think that what's really key is that we can apply that to our home life. Cost of living is going up. So if we're paying for this bag of carrots or, or some leeks or why aren't we using everything? Like, let's make this happen. You know, like let's really treat it like, you know, we want to use all of it. And, and there's so many different things that we can do. I think that's spot on. I think it's so important to, yeah, especially right now with vegetables getting so expensive. If you're bringing something into your house, let's make sure you get maximum benefit yeah. out of that and, and get to use as much of that as possible. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk through some some cool examples. Yeah. So uh, just before we start, I just want to give a little shout out. Um, as much as Mikey is the <laughs> a, a incredible chef who I learned so much from, uh, the sad truth is you may not even be the best chef in your own household. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I tell you what, like even probably not even the best cook, and I wouldn't have done the things I did in my cooking career without the person behind me. I think who put up with me for you know, working hundred hour weeks, but you know, like, yeah. not being around. So yeah, that's um, that's my lovely wife to be, Terry. But yeah, so Mikey's fiance Terry is uh, an incredible chef and an incredible uh, baker in her own right, and uh, she makes the very best kids birthday cakes you can uh check her out on instagram uh at wild tiger cakes uh this guy's on the cavity coast so if you're anywhere in the cavity coast wellington region um we'll and, you need, and you need a birthday cake go and check it out you won't be disappointed birthday cake cupcakes whatever you want whatever you need yeah they can make it happen make to order so uh so if you're trying to eat more vegetables if you're trying to eat more vegetables in your life uh if you're trying to eat less meat for either health or the environment or to save money then uh yeah let's Let's not only make best use of those vegetables, but also give you ways to make that produce, you know, the, the focus point of your meal as well. So it's it's mm. more than just a little bit on the side of your plate to, to tick a box. That's it. So that's kind of the goal to today, for today and we'll try and pass cool. on as much wisdom and knowledge as we can. Let's do it. There's a place to start maybe like something that you've shown me is like mm. making the best of bits of veggies that normally go to waste. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. broccoli stems. Broccoli stems is like... The broccoli and cauliflower, same thing. The stem is the stem, and wow, how delicious like they are! Like it's 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 amazing. When I first 
I think my first encounter with it was I was my business partner Ross, um, yeah. who he took all these broccoli stems, steamed them, um, and then peeled off the outside sort of husk bit of the stem, and it was this beautiful, like almost translucent green thing. And, and we just dipped it with some uh, some sort of hummus. The key to it is like that stem is incredible. That's the goods, it's, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's the yeah. Goods. And like I th- I'm sure, like you know, if you if you're getting sort of broccoli sort of straight off the farm or out of your garden, there's probably a little point where it is too woody to eat mm. or, or not pleasant. But from the supermarket, I've had broccoli that I would cut off the thinnest bit of the area and, yeah. and it is perfect. Like, talking a few millimetres, eh? you can take off that very bottom part yes. that's gone hard. Yeah. Uh, and the rest is, like you say, it's soft and it's juicy, beautiful. It's beautiful. You can eat it raw. You can cook it. Funnily enough, that stem part, we like cube it. Yeah. Chop it up. It's, it's the only part of broccoli that our daughter, our two-year-old daughter, will actually eat. Like, Whoa. it's her favourite part. I'm yeah. like, man, sweet. If you want... If you want the, yeah. the gateway vegetable to be broccoli store. <laughs> he only eats the top bit. <laughs> Pretends he's a dinosaur eating trees. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can take the top. Charlie, take the bottom. <laughs> so other than eating it raw, what sort of ways would you would you play around with cooking? A, we usually just sort of like put it in like salted water, like literally like yeah. boil it for like a couple of minutes. Yeah. Charlie really likes that. Are there any other ways that you would um, cook those? Yeah, man. Boiling, steaming. Brilliant. And then get creative with... Uh, how you're doing that, cubing it. What what I find is really cool is so you take your whole stalk, maybe half it. Like make it like a long wise, semicircle kind of thing. That? Not, yeah. not widthwise. Long width wise. Um and then then go through long ways and you like from the center you create like wedges almost, you know. Ah, so you've got the cool. natural shape of the outside of the broccoli, but a, yeah. a pointed wedge in the middle. So boiling steaming, cutting into like a coleslaw, like matchstick sort of scenario. Right. And like applying a little bit of salt. And, and not not to make it salty, but just to draw out those um, natural sort of waters in there, cool. and it's going to soften it. You so know? using it kind of like in a in like a coleslaw type of in a coleslaw, yeah. I've, yeah. Around here, like if I've, if I've got a broccoli stem and a cauliflower stem in the fridge, I'll just make it. Like, I'll just do that with carrot, and I've got a broccoli cauliflower carrot coleslaw. Perfect. You know, snip some coriander or some chives from the garden, and you're away. Yeah. You know? And then and you'll be surprised how much you get. Out of one of each of those things, dense, right? The stalks are easily, so. so dense. Mm. Um, and at, as soon as I started cooking with you, I was like, "Man, what was I doing? Chucking away all those cauliflower?" It's like another. <laughs> it's like another. It extends your your shop or anything another day almost because that, that is you've got another day there that you know. Oh, another sure. another one is how I use carrot a lot is um, through sort of like. Mints. You can't see my fingers, but they're doing the, <laughs> the, the coins. They're doing the <laughs> mints because what we do is we either dice up sort of mushroom, or we use lentils or pearl barley or something. We'll make a um, ragu or mint sort of thing. And what I do to create sort of that because with mints you'll get, <coughs> you'll get thickening from you know the, the proteins and everything in that. Mm. So what I was like, I'll grate carrot or more cauliflower, but you can grate cauliflower to stem. to sort of fill out the yeah the it mint. softens and breaks down and just naturally thick. Thickens your sort of ragu. Great way to and apply you, some you more vegetables into the Exactly. Like, and I, you know, we do it. I do it with Cooper's porridge, like, you know, not calling it carrot, everything like that. And it just seems yeah. to me, it's like, what else can we do? What, what, and, and I'm probably jumping ahead, but I think it's really important to don't be afraid to fail. Try it. And if it's not nice or you don't enjoy it personally, that's cool. Move on. You know, try something else. Roasting it. Brilliant. I think carrots yeah. are such a good option too because they're, they're still quite good value for money compared mm. to a lot of other vegetables. Uh, so they're a good option if you're trying to fill up on something that's not going to break the bank. And yeah, if you use like the small side of the grater, 
You can put them in anything. Like, I'll literally yeah. put them in, like, pancakes for the kids and just use, like, a stick blender to, like, really pulverize them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or just grate them and put them into porridge, like you said. And that works every time. Like, they love it. And it, it's gives it, there's a natural bit of, like, sweetness to yeah. the carrot as well. So, it, it's yeah. quite versatile from a, a cooking point of view, right? Yeah. Any ideas for what to do with, like, leeks? You know, yeah. like most people use, like, the white bit yeah. of a leek and you've got, like, two-thirds of the thing left. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you look at those big green leaves like... What the hell? Do I do with <laughs> yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Thicker, more fibrous. <laughs> yeah. Usually holding most of the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a watch. Um, <laughs> so, so you can, like, it's not for everyone, but you can dice it quite small and sweat that off. Like, um, when I say sweat, like low, sort of medium, low heat, a little bit of salt to start drawing out the water, which is going to stop stuff burning, um, lid on, and it's just going to sweat. So, so no we, extra water, just like, just no, the, no, no the extra leaks water. and a little bit of salt and just sort of yeah. low heat. Yeah. And when that softens, um, you know, that can be your base for a lot of things, like anything. You'd usually maybe put onion in, like, you know, a ragu, uh, you know, a risotto, anything. But try it. If you don't like it, it's too fibrous. It's, it's good for a risotto. It's great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I don't mind it, but I like, there's not much things in this world, this world I don't need. But, um, but you can reduce the fibrous to live by sort of cooking it slowly and softly. Yes, is that right? You it, can, slow and soft, yeah. yeah. Slow and soft is going to help. It's going to go like, like bright, bright green. and Yeah, exactly. And then it's going to break down. I think... A key way to to use a lot of your veggie sort of trim, let's call it, the stuff that you're like, well, maybe an onion skin or or seeds out of um, a capsicum or, you know, your tops of your leeks is stock. And I know we've we've talked before about you don't have to have enough for a stock from a dinner's worth. Save it in the fridge. Have a little container and make that your little stock container, you know. And, you know, that is going to – you're going to be making stock. You're going to be making – what well, I don't know, a couple of liters, right? And that's saving you already two sort of real those are the real you know veggie stocks from from the, those like one liter tetra pack sort of cartons, yeah, right? That are yeah. like non recyclable. <laughs> like you only ever use a cup of it, and then the rest goes to waste. Exactly, um, and such an inefficient way to buy stock. Or you get those like tiny little cubes which are wrapped in tin foil. Yeah, but you can. It's one that uh, you don't even have to spend money on, right? You can just hundred percent put You've a bag it. in the fridge. It's in your house already. Yeah, you just need to apply water. Apply water. It's true. Like you know, and then you've got. If you're growing rosemary or you're growing thyme, you know, you've usually got an abundant, you, such a powerful, strong sort of herb. You're never going to use all of it. So just yeah. pop it in. And leek tops especially, they give it a really dark sort of colour. Like it almost, cool. that's that's what, you know, instead of this water that's a bit, looks watery, this really makes it look like some deep sort of stock. So If you're making you know. stock, just technically, would you just mm. chuck all that stuff in a pot, cover it in water, yeah. add a bit of salt and just like, slowly like simmer it for a while like would yeah. you just cook it for a couple of you know half an hour an hour yeah I'd, I'd go no salt but i usually just get it on cold water and then just simmer away you can put some like um, herbs in there then at that point if you want but i find the best is to and it's just like you know when you get a you know we're all busy you know we've all got sort of kids running around so it's when you get that point when you see you can see the veggies sort of broken down like you know if it's right. especially something like leek top or, or carrots you can see it broken down and it's like right okay it would cool. have released I'll, its flavor at that that's point it. Right. i've extracted all i can from it yeah so you just pull it off the heat let it cool down and i always like i don't know maybe it's something with me but i always like to let the veggies sit in there and and cool down a bit then pass it off but that's the key that's this is when you want to go with herbs you yeah. want to pass it off and you want to have um when i say pass it off i mean like put it through a sieve or strain it you want to have your herbs there so you have like your thyme or your rosemary you know because if you cook them they'll go a bit that's it. weird they're gonna, right they're gonna release their flavor and then it's gonna all muddy down into the same it's just gonna come the stock flavor you know right but if you finish it with 
you know, bit of thyme, you're going to really get that fresh sort of herby flavour at the end. And you would you leave the thyme in once you like jar it, or would you literally like just no, clean it no. in the end, letting it soak for a bit? Yeah, I usually stock, 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 pass it off. So you have all your stock stuff in your sieve. Yeah, and uh, stuff at the bottom. So the you got just the liquid now. Yeah, the stock stuff will go into my um, compost, yep. and then the liquid at the bottom. So I'll just have that sieve. Um, still, you know, don't have to wash it, rinse it if you want, whatever. And just put the herbs back in that and then just lower that into your stock. Ah, so, right. it's just, so you can just fish it out easily. Cool, cool. You just, you know, just letting them seep, sit. Exactly. Just steep in there, like in a, steep like in an infusion, like a tea. And, and that's it. And you can do that with anything, man. Anything, that's super cool. Any herb you want. So, you'd like, I've started doing this since you talked to me about it too, but now I've mm. got like a big uh, paper bag in the bottom veggie drawer and those bits of spring onions or mm. the bits of veggies that. Maybe they've gone a bit long in the tooth. I'll yeah. chuck them in this bag and then that's my stock bag. So yeah. once a week we can just take everything out and then just chuck it in a pot. Right? That's it. And um, you're done. But you could do that for like if you peel veggies, you could use the yeah. peelings, right? Yeah. Like carrot, carrot peels. Yeah. Um, the end bits, you know, carrot. Right. Um, there's no reason you shouldn't be eating the pointy end of a carrot, but the top end is quite a strange. It's quite... So, you know, put that on there. Like, put that. It's not going to decompose. It's not going to turn your fridge or manky. It's, it's fine. Put it in your little bag or your box and, and, you, and you're away, you know? Yeah, so peelings, ends of um, courgettes or zucchinis. It's weird for me how for how long I would chop, like, the, the, the small end of the carrot off. I'm like, What's, why do you yeah. need to do that? Like, yeah. um, Big time. <laughs> and, and the amount you chop off. Like, I used to look at the way I cook courgettes and I'd chop a good yeah. centimetre or two off each end. Like, yeah. that adds up over time. Oh, man. <laughs> And so now, like, it's like you take the, the tiniest amount off oh. that you can and really make the most of. The amount of times yeah. I've seen a junior chef in a professional kitchen get put through the mill for taking too much off an onion. Or, you know, <laughs> and, and it never made sense. It's just like, you know, you, you're busy, you're stressed, you're tired. You're just like, right, I see that happen to him. I'm not doing that because I don't want to get told off. You yeah. Know? But as soon as you start dealing with the money side of things and, the, you know, the ins and the outs and the, it seems silly, but it all adds up when, you, when you're going through a lot of kilos of the stuff. Yeah, we want as much of that that produce, you know, going to feed you and your family rather exactly. than sitting in a sitting in the bin, right? In the bin. Yeah, well, City Council did a, a an audit of their waste recently, and fifty six percent of what goes into their yellow rubbish bins is like organic material, stuff that could be composted. Whoa. So you got to think like, how much of that is just parts I and vegetables that. that should be feeding people? That um, it's pretty nuts. One other one on that uh, topic of like using bits of veg you don't normally do is. Cauliflower leaves are like yes. become one of our favorite foods. Like I'll chop off the, the the side shoots and the leaves, yeah. chop them up, and literally like roast them at like a like one fifty, one sixty, with like a little bit of olive oil and some yes. salt, and you get these like kind of like chips. Yeah, these cauliflower like yeah. oh they're they're Mate. literally one of our favorite foods. I see people at supermarkets, you know, got those bins set up. Like people don't like the husks of the sweet corn, and yeah. people are like ripping off cauliflower leaves. I'm like, no, <laughs> please don't. So you can get the big chunky outside ones that are quite fibrous. Man, that's good in a coleslaw. That's good. Ro- I like it roasted. Yeah, it's just a bit, bit tougher. But Me too, yeah. yeah, and all those sides, you can roast that and put that into your stock. Right, you change right. up your stock as well. It doesn't just have to be boiled. Do you use like uh, celery leaves? Yes. Be nice. like, yeah. like, most people would like throw away like half the celery plant, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. So, yeah, celery leaves, salads. Yeah. Amazing. Because yeah. quite like peppery, right? They yeah. give it that real. Like really, really nice intense flavor. celery, but yeah, as you say, like peppery and fresh. And also the outside of your, your celery. I, I know some people, you know, you get a head of celery and they'll take off the first like five from the outside. And that's. And throw those away. Yeah, oh, really? Like, man, like. <laughs> If you're worried about being stringy and just peel peel that outside, the 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 side that is facing you, the ex, the exposed side, hmm. 
just peel that back. You can, and you can actually peel like the the stringy bits off, right? Yeah. You can just like get a knife, just get the little bit of the string, just pull just it, and like pull. the whole thing will come right off. That's it. That's what we did for the kids. They, yeah. But you don't need to waste the whole. And remember, the whole all stick. of that string straight into your your stock box. Or, you know, your, all of that stuff. It's not you're not wasting it. You just you're just making it more palatable for what you prefer. But just whenever you're going or you're preparing a vegetable and you've got the stuff you want for your your meal, always look at what you got left and say, how can I use it? Yeah. Can I either grate it, roast yeah. it? Or at last resort, you know, can I make it into a stock? Yeah, it's flavour. Yeah. It's all flavour. So, What are your favourite ways to cook vegetables that, like, is there a way that you'll favour if something's been in the fridge kind of too long? You like, you look at something like, well, oh, that's like that's, getting pretty yeah, soft yeah, yeah. and bendy. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's borderline. It's not going through the grater. <laughs> yeah, 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 you won't even, it's too floppy to grate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they kind of, um, like, is that something where you'd be more likely to roast them? Yeah, roasting. Douse them in and olive oil. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you've got to cut your losses. And look, as I say, the last option is definitely not the bin, it's the stock box. Yeah, but nice. there, there are things we can do. Like, you know, if you look at capsicums, you look at fruit that's sort of nearing its thing. Get it to a stage where you can put it into a freezer and use that for making a jam or a chutney or, or my mother-in-law makes zucchini pickle, you know, and it's delicious. Shout out to Ellie. It's delicious. Um, and she sits there and like, she never lets anything really get towards the end of its shelf life, but she sees a bargain at say like pack and save or whatever. She's buying it. She's got all these sort of like red peppers and she'll dice them up and just weigh them into her chutney weights and just stack them in the freezer. Genius. And it's like, so that's saving her money, but same applies to something coming to the end of its shelf life. Just, just get it into the freezer. And if it's fruit, make a little chutney and you've got a little compote to have with your cereal. It's a good point to get onto like the freezer thing, right? The freezer mm. is so your friend and you can do that with anything. If you grow spinach in your garden, you can yeah. chop it up and get it into the, the size of an amount that you put into a smoothie or yes, you can, 100%. or the amount that you'll need for a certain kind of cake mix that you make or whatever it might be. Yeah. But well, that's really a, using you know, the freezer as much as possible, right? Yeah. I know Tiger, uh, Terry makes uh, like, you know, these spinach sort of uh, pipe litty sort of things and they're wicked. And there's no reason you can't do that. And don't be afraid to substitute stuff. So if your recipe calls for spinach and you've got some kale in the garden or you've got some kale from them, use try it with kale. Mm. You know? Always try it. It doesn't it doesn't work. It's cool. Like that's fine. But you know, you need it you need to experiment and you just need to be not afraid to fail as well. Right? And I think that's another part that could be really helpful for people in terms of making sure that veg gets utilized and used is is just having that courage to use things and you know you might be following a recipe it mm. might not call for grated carrot in it but you can try grated carrot yeah. in it this time especially if you've got a lot of carrots in the fridge that need to be used see if you can make that recipe yours by being a little bit different with it and yeah, experimenting exactly. um, or by uh like you say swapping things out for other yeah. for other options if that's what you've got in, yeah. in the fridge at that time right that's it so so important and just yeah don't be afraid to so experiment. Who? What do you got to lose? Exactly. Like no one's gonna, no one's gonna judge you. You know, your partner might give you a bit of a ribbing, but maybe don't hinge your night's success on what you. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. but try it for lunch. If it doesn't work, you know, you, <laughs> you know, you've always probably got a backup in the pantry. So that's cool. But another one that you've taught me, which is actually like quite easy to do, is fermenting foods, particularly making yeah. your own sauerkraut. Yeah, sauerkraut is something that so so good for you and is like crazy expensive in a shop, but yeah. It's actually ridiculously simple to make. Could you talk people through how they'd make a... Because cabbages are also something that sometimes are reasonably cheap, you know, and yep. you look at them in the supermarket and they look huge. Yeah. 
and don't cost that much money, but you're like, what the heck am I going to do with the whole cabbage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even if there's other thing, other ways that you'd use cabbage, we should talk to the one like the wedges thing in the oven. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So maybe just we could talk about sauerkraut, but this, cabbage yeah, yeah, as, we'll, as a whole. Yeah, man, cool. So fermenting is something I came across in the UK, uh, and it really started coming into vogue. And, and I was lucky enough to... Um, work with a guy called James Goodyear who spent a lot of time in some three-star restaurants in um, Scandinavia, both working for free and working. And I was lucky enough to, to open a restaurant in Spain with him. And he is a phenomenal chef. And anyway, like, so he just brought this whole concept of fermenting to us. And it was just like, you know, you read about it, you tasted it, and it's so easy. And as you say, like, the amount of money that we can spend on it at, at, at a shop is phenomenal. And it's just a bit of courage, that's all. So, you know, you, the base thing for anything fermented is is 2% salt, right? So you 2% want, by weight. Yes, that's it. So you want to prepare your vegetable, um, whether it's beetroot, whether it's cabbage, whether it's carrot, weigh your, your product, 2% salt on top, and just give it a good mix through and a massage, and then just let that sit, and you'll just start to see these, like, you know, the, the water's coming out and everything. And that's cool. That just, you know, lets you know the salt's working. Um, and then you just want to get that into your jars and put a nice little paper lid on it and let the magic happen and you're away. You know, obviously just every day, couple of days, you just want to, they call burp it. It's just like unscrew the top and just let the, the natural gases that are releasing out. And yeah. And you need to kind of like, you want it to be submerged in the liquid that's right, right like it's yeah. kind of you want it you want it to stay you want all of that liquid that starts coming out you want to keep that keep yeah. that in there because that's going to create you know it's like its own its own juices like and, yeah well, you get sauerkraut right from the shop and it's got that it's got that it's got the, a liquid that, in it and yeah, that's what liquid. protects it yes that's it right that's what stops the air getting to yeah. the stuff while it's while it's fermenting that's and, it it's anything outside of that and you want to push your your paper sort of lid or your baking paper or, or do you use anything different yeah or? so you you were using that right to describe that for people like you would cut out a so it's a round jar mm. you'd cut out like a, a a circle of baking paper which is wider than the jar yeah. and then you'd push that inside and like st- sit that so if the jar is two thirds full with cabbage yeah the baking paper would be like basically sitting on top of the cabbage yeah. right and you sort right. of press that against the sides gently yeah so it's kind of creating a bit of a, a seal yeah and then you put your lid on top. That's it. Uh, and then the lid, you open and burp every yep. every day That's or two. It. Yeah. You and don't need to like touch a- the paper or anything. <laughs> just open the thing, burp it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it all depends on – there's so much variables in, like, you know, how warms – you want to keep it out yeah. of sunlight, but – Keep it out of sunlight, put it in, like, a, a cupboard in your yeah. in your kitchen. like. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and how long you want to ferment it for will – like, sometimes two weeks is enough, sometimes four weeks, sometimes yeah. six weeks, depending yeah. on how, how brave you want to be. Exactly. Um, how and how, how yeah. warm it is in your house too, yes. right? Like, yeah. That's a big, yeah. big one. And also the condition of the vegetable, when you just don't know each. Yeah. We're like, you know, vegetables like people, everyone's different. So you just don't know how long that one's going to take. And the key, though, when you are trying it, it's just a clean spoon. Like you want to, to the point, try it. And if you're not sure and you want to have another dip in it, another get another teaspoon. Like Just because any bacteria coming into it is really going to change that. But I also, I, on that note, like, yeah, you want to work like with, Clean hands, clean jars, clean spoons, yeah. and make sure, yeah, no double dipping. <laughs> so, double dipping yeah. um, so easy to do in your household, right? So like, easy. And, and on that note, I'll like, if, if I'm making sauerkraut now, I'll like boil a jug of water mm. and then let it cool down a little bit and then like kind of sanitize the jar, put the jar on its side, like pour the boiling water around the, the inside of the jar and then tip it out just yeah. to kind of like, it's like sterilize the jar before yeah, you yeah, use yeah. it. Just That's run it, some super hot water through it. It probably helps just to 
create a really clean environment. And I'll, I'll, I just want to add, if that does sound intimidating, like I know it sounds like there's a bit of a process. It's no, it's no, really no different to like making a jam or a chutney that you're leaving. You know, you want to, you want to make that jar sanitized and, and the actual mm-hmm. process. And there's loads of good information on the internet. Other ways that I've seen you do cabbage that I'd never known about before was like uh, the wedges one where you yeah. like put in the oven with a little bit of liquid. Um, you cut into like wedges and you like put yeah, it into yeah. like a roasting tray, right? On one cut side down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that stems from uh, one of my favorite ways of hand cabbage is I like to wedge it. Like a, you mentioned, like an orange kind of wedges, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. But on a cabbage scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on a, on, a, on a cabbage scale. So you, even if you want to peel off some outside leaves and yeah. store them for a coleslaw or anything like in your fridge or, you know, or cutting into like half an F-plus card sort of size with a bit of salt and olive oil and you can roast them and they're perfect having salads, right. you know. Right, so that's like the outer leaves. That's of the, the outer leaves, right, yeah. So, cool. you know, just because you want to, you feel like the way I'm going to describe in a second, never just like, you know, you can peel it back to get to the to the money you want, but. That outside, you can save for two or three days. They can hold fine. So that's another meal. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so you've got your wedges and you want to keep, you want to cut through the core. Through the core, you'll have a, you know, that solid sort of core. And that's going to hold your wedge together. Okay. So, keep the core in there, but just chop yeah, straight through it. Yeah. And yeah. don't like trim it because that's, you want, that's going to hold it when you want to turn it or, yeah. or however you want to do it. So, so, a little bit of salt, that's just going to, oh, you don't even need the salt then. I just, that's just how I do it. And then you want to go into the pan with some like relatively hot oil and you just want to start colouring that side, right? Cool. And you can get some lovely sort of brown sort of caramel. Caram- you know, if you've got the barbecue going on the barbecue, why not? And then you flip that. So you've got your coloured side up and then you just want a little bit of your veggie stock um, and you can put it like your, if you've got a, a pan with a lid oven safe sort of scenario, go for it or tin foil or from there transfer to a baking tray. Right. And you've got a few mils of liquid at the bottom of that That's pan it. or tray. Yeah. And, and just keep it really nice and moist. But it's it. still got that caramelisation as well. Yeah. Keeps it moist, the steam's cooking it, but the caramelization just changes the whole flavor. And you can go like, trust me, you can go super dark. Like, I'm, I'm going to use the B word. You can burn it. And then if you want to, when you're coming and you're worried it might have gone too dark for your liking, put your veggie stock in with the colored side down. Right. And that's going to take the heat out of the pan and it's going to sort of almost take out some of that burntness yep. and, and just, just glaze it a bit more. Then you can flip it and then go from there. And, Wow, you get this like you know because it can be really dark on one side, but you th- picture on the whole wedge. That's such a little bit of your whole wedge. You know, when you're eating it, you're getting this lovely like sort of sweet sort of cabbage, but you're also getting this charred sort of the bitterness of the chard, and it's all it's all working really well. So choice, um, that's so cool. Yeah, and then you know stuff like that. So you get, now you know at the bottom you've got this lovely sort of veg stock that's now flavoured with. Um, roasted cabbage as well taste that and then same thing if you want to finish that with some herbs or you want a glug of olive oil in there and you can turn that into a bit of a dressing right or use exactly. it for like a risotto exactly yeah exactly and I'd, I'd sit there and depends what i'm feeling like but you can get that decant that into like a pan you can reduce it to a strength you're happy with a bit of olive oil special herbs splash of apple cider vinegar or lemon juice and a flick of lemon zest or something you know just i mean oh, that's probably a whole nother podcast is <laughs> making dressing balancing <laughs> balancing what you're, you're balancing you know, like, dressing. yeah 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 i love yeah. it man uh, i think cabbage is one that's so underrated as a vegetable oh, right man, where a lot of people are just like yeah. chopping it up and chucking yeah. it in a pan and you're maybe putting a bit of butter on it or something to make yeah, it palatable yeah. but you can really have some fun with it i found like getting into coleslaw is really good too of like just yeah. chopping it up raw and getting onto that early so that you put your dressing your coleslaw dressing like get it on the 
the the cabbage or carrot or beetroot or whatever combination you've got yeah chuck anything in there yeah and just let that kind of um mix it in and let it sit for a bit like almost like you do with the sauerkraut but it yeah. just if you can make your coleslaw first when you're cooking dinner and it's had a chance to sit for half yeah, an hour to an hour so much better it's oh. all softened and taken on all the flavor and that's the key and you can really play around with coleslaw dressings like you can do mm. a more like satay kind of you know sauce or dressing you can yeah. do more of like a, a herby vinegary one yeah, you can yeah. do like a curry type one i tried the other day which was super nice. cool i like put like raisins and stuff in it that was yeah man, that was man. awesome so you can really play around with the flavor where's i haven't done raisins for Man, you told me that there's so raisins, man. It's like a weekly thing in my house that I, I got on you. Get back on that train. So you make a That's put some put some raisins or sultanas in a jar and a, and a cup. Sorry, like a mm. mug. Put your tea bag in there. Just literally cover it in boiling water. Make a cup of tea with the sultanas in yeah. it and just let them sit for like an hour, as long as you can. Yeah, the longer the better. And then you strain them, and oh, they're just so amazing through any like curry or fried rice or um couscous or couscous or, or, or right, um or your, or <laughs> yeah or your coleslaw just like we're talking about and they go super plump and and you can juicy. take you can take that to the next level as well as if you do enough or more than what you need for the night um take out what you need da, 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 and store them in your take the tea bag out obviously probably get too bitter otherwise but store that in a container in the fridge right next time you need it you can take some raisins out and you've got this lovely syrup now you taste that syrup. You've got this amazing sweet tea, um, like raisiny sweet tea sort of thing. Tip that into a bowl. How much? You need? A few spoons, right? Add some vinegar. Add a little bit of olive oil. What have you got? A lovely salad dressing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's just using all of those things in different ways and, and just and always like I always found, especially coming through as in a kitchen, like career wise, tasting everything. It's drilled into us. You taste everything. You season at different stages. You season from. The start to the end, not just at the end. Okay, I find that changes a bit with kids, like because you're obviously watching salt and takes and everything. But and so naturally, that you're tasting things at different stages, and you're like you're sitting there, and um, you know I've had chefs that you see if you'd like for a dessert, we used to do these jasmine tea soaked golden raisins, and they'd come around. They knew that we were to can we do them in like you know we're talking kilos of raisins, and they'd come around and fill up mugs with ice of the the raisin juice. You know what I mean? And just like that's their little nice. So probably not the best for you, but. Why not? I went um, to the restaurant, uh, Hillside Restaurant in Wellington a few months ago, and they had brought out this like corn cinnamon tea, mm. which they had made by uh, like roasting the corn and then like, you know, chopping it down with a knife to chop all the kernels off yeah. and put that into their recipes. But then mm. like the, the corn cob, which had no kernels on it, they'd put that in a pot of boiling water with some cinnamon and just let that kind of steep for a cool. while and then literally they'd serve that up to you as a tea and it tastes yeah. like the sweet corn yeah, yeah, cinnamony yeah. nutmeggy tea it was amazing, amazing yeah. um so just being creative with how yeah. you how you use that that yeah. flavor and that and that liquid you create that's it and, and and goes back to don't be scared of failing like the amount of times i've done something at home like oh, i could use that yeah do it i taste it look over the shoulder and pour it down the sink fine like you know <laughs> it didn't work like just don't make huge amounts of it and that's something that you've as well as that you've taught me, which it took me a while to get my head around, is that you don't really use, like I, I asked you one day, like, where do you keep notes on all this stuff? Where do you mm. where do you store all this information? And you're like, I don't. And I, and I couldn't understand that at first, but then thinking about it, it's like, now cooking is, is so much more fun when you learn to trust your, yeah. your taste buds and your judgment and be like, yeah. right, okay, this needs something tart. It needs some apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Or this yeah. needs a little bit of oil in it. Or this needs 
this is too runny it needs a bit more flour on it yeah. or it needs a bit more salt whatever it might be and yeah. trusting yourself to know what's going to balance out that's it oh, like this would be perfectly finished off if i just had a, a, a bit of lemon juice yes. squeeze over it so that i think comes you know from two things firstly i think cooking is especially savory cooking is principles right you know you're sweating you're sauteing you can poach this you can roast that you can you know what i mean so it's not necessarily you don't necessarily need a recipe for that you just need the knowledge of the cooking principle you're using so you know i'm going to roast so i'm going to you know apply a little bit of oil or, or similar to conduct the heat and then i'm going to have a little bit of salt because that's going to enhance the flavor and then from there what else might enhance the flavor flavor sorry it might be you know ground spices and you go from there and then yeah the second thing would be the balance and that is just knowing through repetition of tasting and also having i'm going to say clear idea but doesn't even have to be clear an idea of what you want to achieve at the end so if you've got a dressing and you're like right okay this dressing is for some roasted pumpkin that is naturally quite sweet right it's roasted it's going to have that the sugars are going to be caramelized. So it's going to be a little bit more sweeter. You might have put honey on it. So now it's going to be super sweet. Right. What do I need? My end goal is I want a dressing that's going to be more acidic than sweet because that's going to really counteract the sweetness that I've got from the pumpkin. So if you've got that goal and then every time you're tasting, you can sit there and go, right, that needs more sharpness. I'm going to go vinegar or, you know, more fruity sharpness. I'm going to go lemon. Or and, it's un- and it's understanding what your kind of choices are to achieve that right so yeah. like if you want more acidity you could use lemon yes. juice or maybe some lemon zest or maybe uh some type of vinegar yeah which could be like a rice vinegar it could be an apple cider yeah. vinegar it could be whatever you've got just good old you know it could be a balsamic if it's more yeah. of a that yeah. kind of that kind of flavor that you're shooting for yeah and understanding that balance between like right salt pepper got your general herbs yeah what kind of flavor am i after am i after yeah. more of like a indian flavor or a yes thai flavor or and that, a- that's what's so captivating and can be i think daunting for some people with cooking is it's it's absolutely infinite do you know what i mean like there's infinite right i need more acidity well <laughs> well <laughs> like wicked now where do i go like you know because there's so many options but don't get daunted. just as i say experience. you're not going to be wrong none of them are wrong if you want to use rice vinegar use rice vinegar that's cool it's acidity so don't be like i, I know i used to be put off like, oh you've got to pick the right one and scared of not picking the right one but yeah don't it's all the same. It's all acidity. And then you can experiment and find out what works best. So, yeah. I've gotten too nervous, even recently, from like combining different herbs. Mm. You know, I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I can mix basil and oregano, whatever it might yes. be. You know, where yeah. you're like, oh, you're, and just you get caught overthinking it. Yeah, and oh, it's like, massively. Man, it's just when you hear that voice in your head, just, just try it, see what just happens. Try it. It's not going to taste terrible. No. <laughs> it's just going to taste know, fresh. And, and 96% of the time, it's going to be you. you yeah. Know? Same thing. You're renovating a house, right? So over the weekend, I was helping Alex do his kitchen, right? And there was a bit that I'm sitting there like, you know, the only reason you're going to notice that is because you've done it. Everybody walking in is going to be like, yeah. that's amazing, <laughs> yeah. you know? But because same thing with food, right? Like you've said that you've made this call between basil and oregano. You've gone with basil and you're tasting it like, would have been better with oregano. But everybody else <laughs> is over the moon. They're wrapped. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone and else like, oh, what have you done here? Yeah, exactly. Oh, like it. It's phenomenal when you're just like, should have gone. Yeah. And then you, you're almost detracting from your enjoyment, like, you know. So, but it's so easy to do, man. Like, because yeah. it's, what, it's what we do as humans, right? So that's the fun of cooking, right? If you take that away, then you're you're, you're missing out on a real option opportunity yeah. to enjoy the process. Yeah. Um, by being creative, and and now for me, 
what starts off as like following recipes has very quickly become looking in the fridge and being like, all right, what sort of flavor do I feel like? What's the end yeah, result I'm looking yeah, for? Yeah. Which, what vegetables need to be eaten? Yeah. And then that becomes this like Tetris puzzle of like, what, what am I going to make? Okay, is it going to be so cool? Yeah. A big salad is going to be a risotto. Is it going to be a curry? Yeah. Is it going to be the apprentice has now become the master? <laughs> like, you know, because you've got this wicked That's understanding good. now of just, and it's that whole not being scared, right? Like you're just not scared, but not being nervous about, you know, and you just cook. And it's yeah. delicious. And it's it's things out. So thanks, man. On the subject <laughs> of being like creative with, we talked about cabbage a lot. And mm. I know you, you alluded to pumpkin mm. and, and that conversation we're just having. And I thought that's probably another good one to talk about too, because uh, again, pumpkins, you get these massive, big, right. those big crown pumpkins. And yeah. sometimes they can be on special and be pretty good value for money. And, but it's daunting to sometimes think, Oh my gosh, I've got to peel that whole thing. Yeah, I don't yeah, even know what yeah. to make with that. Yeah. It's all going to go to waste. Yeah. That's it. I want to make, you know, a, uh, whatever soup yeah. and you use you know one eighth of it <laughs> and you got this thing taking up your like you know most of the real estate in your fridge yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. oh. you get like rsi just trying to chop yeah, that yeah. thing up every time you check into the seed to de- the insides decomposing and you're like ah because <laughs> i'll get yeah. there one day <laughs> so you've got some really clever ways that you've shown me mm. one i really love is like the cauliflower like the cabbage sorry chopping it into like orange shaped wedges on a large mm-hmm, scale mm-hmm. um there's a theme here i think i like think, wedges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Another wedge. laughs> and you'll just put those in the oven and roast them yeah um I'll, for me when i'm doing that i'll like get like a baster and like base it with yes. some like and i'll try different herbs with mixed into the olive oil like dried herbs but yeah. it might be like um uh cumin and nutmeg yeah, or yeah, something yeah. or it might be more like an italian kind of thing or just yeah. you can just experiment um and have fun with Coranda, whatever you've got. Yeah. I know you've got a few ways that you'll experiment with pumpkin. Yeah. I think I really like that, um, that sort of wedgie way. And eh? like, you know, the skin side down. Skin side down. Yes. And that's the key. The whole pumpkin exposed to the heat of the oven, right? And then you can just pull that out every now and then. You've got a dressing you've made on the side and you can just brush that every now and with it. Cause, you know, if you make it like, you know, decent size chunk, like you're talking one and a half inches or so along the base and, you know, you can just glaze it and it's going to soak up that dressing and yeah. just really keep, like, caramelizing. Like, if you've got, say, something like a, a smidge of honey or sugar in that dressing, it's going to keep on caramelizing, reducing, becoming this lovely glaze. And um, you get that kind of caramelization like we're talking about with yeah. the cabbage, right? On, like, the especially the tips of the pumpkin. Yes. And, and through that sort of, yeah, that top, the, what is the inside of the pumpkin, but what is sitting at the top in, the, yeah, that's it. in this roasting scenario. Yeah. And then that's, like, you can have that as a plate by itself. You can have that as the main event of the of, of the thing you could have that you know from there yeah. chop that into say three or four and lay that flat on a salad dish and build on top of that you know get mm. you know some spinach some feta some or whatever like you know and, and you put that on top of yeah like you say like build up a, a layered salad like buckwheat yeah, or yeah. rice or exactly or whatever you've got yeah. um and uh it just falls off yeah you can eat the whole thing you can eat the skin as well when you've cooked it that way right because yeah. you cooked it for so long and oh, like the actual man. pumpkin skin is to then totally edible because it's all softened up the skins are skins, <laughs> man never throw out your skin like okay right i know we just completely just riffed on using skins in stocks and all that but you know roast pumpkin man i'm i'm a massive pumpkin skin eater and you can always scoop you scoop that out and if you want you can Recrisp them up in the oven, or re- right? So you've got this whole snack. Same like you bake cold potatoes up. So we do uh, homemade sort of gnocchi a lot here. So you, you get all your or your dry mashed potato, or your dry sort of cooked potato out of your skin, right? Chop them up, little bit of oil, little bit of salt, back in the oven. You know, let they crisp, and you've got this little 
almost a little snack, you know. And these Perfect. skins are just so like so wicked. And now the other one you'll do is uh, shred pumpkin as well, like literally like grate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and like use some salt to yeah to soften that up a little bit. Yeah, uh, and you can put that through. I guess anything, anything, anything man. Like same principle is it's the coleslaw principle, isn't it? At, at its heart, I say coleslaw. Um, um, people are probably thinking coleslaw maybe from the sumo, you know, with the mayonnaise or something. For me, your coleslaw is raw vegetable. Raw vegetable, chopped up with small, salt. softened with salt, and that's mixed it. together. And then your dressing, it can be mayonnaise by, by, by all means, but your dressing is then what you want it to be. As you said, yes. you know, like a lovely satay sort of, you know, it's a coconut yogurt satay sort of thing. Amazing. Yeah. But yeah, same principle with, with the pumpkin. You can you could match that, that just like you would coleslaw. You can, like mandarins, man, mandolins, amazing. Such a right? good bit of cat. I right? stole one. Like, mum got a second one for Christmas, so I stole her old one. And man, I'm going crazy with it. So it's awesome. brilliant. Um, but yeah, grate it. Um, same thing, man. Grate it through a ragu, a veggie ragu, and it's going to thicken it again. Or you know, perfect. Everything can be used in so many similar ways. It's worth having a crack at all of them, eh? I think. Definitely, definitely. Mm. There's a couple more I want to. Yeah, man. Uh, hit you up on before we, before we finish off, which. A game changer you taught me about, and these are just kind of little tips that I want to, you know, pass on to people, but cooking corn, like the right way to cook. Yeah, yeah. Corn cobs. I don't want to say right. No, <laughs> the one I, very cool way. way. I, cook it. I don't know. <laughs> there's, no, there's no rights and wrongs. Like, that's, yeah, that's really you know, important, like, right? And I'm really guilty of it. And I know you've pulled me up on it before. Of, you know, you ask something and because you, you're so hungry for this knowledge and you're like, oh, yeah, should I put that on? Like, yeah, if you want because like, <laughs> cooking is so subjective is that the right word it's so subjective at the end of the day it's what you enjoy you know if you want to put anchovies and bananas together by all means man <laughs> if you like that that's cool so it's not yeah right and wrong or it's just the way i cook corn is uh so this is going to upset my mother-in-law who, t- who told me to <laughs> microwave it in the husk um it does work ellie just a good last but it's not the best yeah. anyway <laughs> <laughs> You've got no more pots. Take it the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So take it out of the husk. Obviously, if you need to cut it down the middle to fit in your pot, cool. But you've got some boiling, sort of lightly salted water in, and just let that simmer, 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 till you're happy. Like everyone knows, there's no real length of time for corn. Just and then turn off the heat and and you usually the do heat like again. eleven minutes. Would that be about? Like yeah, 11 minutes? yeah. Depending on how that. firm you want it. Hundred percent. Like I, I found myself just like. I just put corn on. Just <laughs> Maybe this it. is where this idea came from. <laughs> I just put corn on, and I don't know when it's done. Just, right. Yeah, let's roll it <laughs> if it's the same colour both sides. We're cool, and then you know, just let it sit in that water, and sometimes don't take it out of the water. No. Turn the heat off, and just, just let, let it, sit. it sit, and you're going to get that you know that not heavily salt. You're going to get that lightly salt water coming back into the corn. It's going to suck back into the corn and just make it so much juicier and and. Yeah. Remember the first time you did that for us? <laughs> I remember my wife, and it was like, oh, that is just heaven on a stick. Like, pretty sure I've never heard that word. <laughs> that description came out of your mouth. About anything else. About anything I've, I've produced. Eh? <laughs> Guy not, walks in and cooks corn. Or even just... about a hot dog at Athletic Park. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. So, yeah, it's, uh, these little things can make really simple veg mm. uh, a really incredible eating experience yeah that's what i love yes just having a tiny bit of knowledge of technique and yeah can really and give like, you some crazy cool results and let's be honest like that might have come from me having too much on my plate around dinner time so i just left it in the you know i was like well pull that to the side 
I've yeah. got other stuff going on, you know, and maybe that's where it's come from. That's cool. So if you veer off from your, your recipe in your head or the recipe you're following and you're like, oh, no, I've stuffed that up, right, that's going to go in the bin. No, 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 like, just try it. See it might be better. It's uh, a common thread coming through in all these uh, topics is this one of, like, learning to, like, observe, like, observe uh, if you're trying to make a dressing, tasting it, like, okay, what does mm. that need? Does that need more acidity? Does that need more salt? Does mm. that need more herbs? And observing what you've done and, and like, you know, observing the finished product and be like, oh, could that have used more turmeric? Yeah, exactly. Grain or whatever yeah. it might be. And I think that's something that comes through is just learning to yeah. to observe what's going on even when it doesn't work out exactly how you'd want it. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a really big thing in, like, gardening as well. It's like, mm. and all the learning I've had in, like, this, like, Earthworkers program is, like, the very first thing when you're going to engage with your garden you might be growing some vegetables outside is like just stand there and like observe don't jump straight into working on it like yeah. that's your first job is to observe and look at like yes. what's going well what's not what's getting eaten what's not yeah what needs more support what yeah. doesn't uh, i think um terry's i bought it for christmas i think it's the edible backyard um and she's been reading it she talks about observing where she's going to put her garden for a whole year and she knows where the sunlight is, through where the rain is in the winter, how it, how it flows. And then you plant. I mean, I know yes. like, that's like, you know, no everyone maybe can observe the situation for a year, but same principle, right? Don't just jump in. Like. Maybe a nice place to finish off, a little bit random, but mm. uh, is the one you showed me the other day with the basil. Ah, um, uh, yeah. And. Uh, oh, I've just had something come to my head. Please. Before the basil. Before the basil, Before yeah. the basil. Uh, chard or, or silverbeet? Yes. Silverbeet stalk stems. How many times in my wow. life have I thrown those away? Man, that used to be straight to the bin before composting, eh? Before mm. we did compostings. They are so delicious and you can use them however. You can even like go to your default, my default, the coleslaw. You know, you can cut them into a matchstick. Fine, put them in there. Cool. Yeah. Or like, you know, you can cut them into little squares or pieces and just pour a little you know you can dress them raw so you can just go yeah you've done this too so you did yeah. like a like olive oil some honey maybe yeah and what else would you have a bit of vinegar probably yes with salt and just and let then, them kind of steep in there yeah right? so you go into some like not boiling lightly just below a simmering sort of water and just let them cook 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 and it just takes off that raw and you can get them out just onto a tray and just let them steam dry, steam thing, and then just put over your dressing. And you've got these bits of lovely, almost semi-pickled chard stalk through your, your salad. Yes. Silver beets. Yeah, man. Yeah, we did one like that the other day. I remember where we, yeah, it was like the, the, pup, the wedged pumpkin roasted mm. in the oven with the uh, silver beet chard stalks mm. that have been very lightly cooked and then just sautéed, you know, yep. sort of steeped in this kind of acidy, olive oily. Um, sweet yeah. kind of dressing and then yeah. lay it on like so like quinoa and then the, yeah, the nice. chard with the stalks and the leaves and then the pumpkin on top and Mate. chuck some nuts on there and because how nice is that like, so um like, i love a grain or a couscous or something like salad like, i don't know something I just love like a tabbouleh or you know whatever but you know so if you're using your your silverbeet leaves just as a say a pile of you know lightly steamed silverbeet or quickly mm. sauteed silverbeet or something you know with a you know, a bit of minced garlic through there, or it's not garlic. So you you have that there, but through your sort of grain salad, you have these bits of silver beet. You know, it's just like it doesn't have to go with the silver beet, or you could save that in the fridge, and you know that the grain salad is coming in two days' time if you want. Put it through then. But yeah, just having that know, like before I put this in the burn or in the compost burners, there. Why not have an experiment? Exactly. Why not? Last resort. Stop. Last resort. Stop. Last resort. Stop. 
But garlic, man. Have I ever, have I ever told you about raw garlic? A little bit. At the end? Always like... And this, like, is a, this is something that, because of you, I've started doing with not only garlic, but herbs as well. Of yeah, like yeah. Chopping up herbs and putting them on at the very end, yes. like really fresh, especially with oregano or yeah, basil yeah. or... Keeping um, these pops of flavour. Rather than, yeah, putting it on at the start, it gets like melted into yeah, everything yeah, else and, and it's just... All, it. It's all the same. Like, you know, yeah. it's, all, it's not all the same, but it's all that one sauce now you know all the flavor yeah. so when we do sort of like um nachos with like a you know like a, a split pea or a lentil or a, or a mushroom sort of ragu it comes from someone teaching me in like the uk like it was like stuffed in a bolognese it's like a, a clove of garlic it depends obviously how much you're doing but half a clove just mince that yeah. crush it mince it and then just t- when it's off the heat put it in stir it through Which, I, so Amazing. many people would not do that they put it on at the start yeah, that makes it so fried the life garlic out of it. and onion goes in it. Start. Yeah. Then we put this. Then we put that. Then, and then, and then yeah. we, you know, and that's it. And we simmer for ten minutes in it. Yeah. So garlic minced at the end. Yeah. Sprinkled over the top. Mixed um, in. Mixed in. Mixed in. in mixed sorry. In, yeah. So um, herbs sprinkle. You know. But good cool. Yeah. And the, uh, the the basil one was that you know you have this like basil tree outside <laughs> where like most of the leaves have been used in cooking and it just had flowers on top mm. and this thing has salt got like a real stalk to it <laughs> but you sent me home with that last time and you showed me what you had done was like all the flowery parts all the small leaves all the kind of softer stems you can I'll, I'll let you explain it better than I could but oh, I mean, doing well but yeah so that all goes into the flowery bits um, and the leaves into the cellite. Well, you know, your basil leaves, whatever you want to do. The flowery bits, um, salad. So get your salad into your bowl or on your plate for you and whoever else. Just sprinkle over these flowers, the lovely white little flowers. They're completely edible. They taste like intense basil. Brilliant. They only last the maybe three or four days before they start bruising and all that. And then, yeah, so the, you're left with these top bits with all these like buds and you've got all these bits. So what I did is I just sort of, um, cut them into manageable bits or, or folded them and snapped them, bruised them a bit in your hand, not like, pummeling this just you know bruising a bit to release the natural sort of oils into a jar nice clean sort of sterilized jar and just tipped over cold um, apple cider vinegar there's ones you can get with the mother in it and lit on and left for two weeks and so what that does is it creates kind of like an infused vinegar so you've got this apple cider vinegar which is infused with basil and so now we've got a jar of that in our top cupboard too and i'll just take a couple of teaspoons of that out and sprinkle it over a salad and you've got this beautiful basilic vinegar kind of dressing just on tap all the time and i just thought it was a really clever it's only one example but it's like analogous to like how how can i use this Mm. herb that i've got growing in my garden where there's like so much of the stuff that would normally go to waste yeah um and this idea of infusing things in general which is a really fun experiment to play around with yeah infusing flavors into like an oil or an apple or a vinegar and whatever it might be it's just making the most again of what you've got there dude that's amazing anything you want to share before we sign off just don't be afraid don't be afraid right i think that's a key message yeah don't be afraid afraid to use flowering vegetables in your garden like just just get amongst it same thing eh? like you know same veggie veggie beautiful sort of thing you know it's like we need to you know get away from that's not what a Carrot looks like ninety nine percent of the time. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you know, just use these bits like that. Try it, and you know, ninety percent of the time we're cooking for our household. Where if it doesn't work, it's absolutely fine. It's okay. And then who knows? You might stumble upon a superstar that yeah. Next time you are entertaining your own creation. You. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much, dude. Yeah, I really thank appreciate you for having me. It's wicked. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends. 
and check out our previous episodes for lots of other cool info like this and head along to our website goodyoucando.com to subscribe to future updates.